0: too heavy it and it's there. It's an interesting question that you're asking because I have no <laughs> idea because these are brand new mics and we're using them for the first time today. Okay. Here we so go. So we are, we are hoping that everything goes well. Um, so New mics, new guests. New mics, new guests. Welcome, <laughs> Meredith, to the pod. <laughs> um, Long time listener, first time guest. Amen. Um, and shout out to Jerry of Ladies and Tangents, aka Jerry of my friend Jerry, for graciously... Taking pity on our podcast and gifting us these new mics. Wow. So I said, thanks, Jerry, Jerry, if, if you wanted to sponsor us, you can always just ask. Yeah. Do you if want free.
1: <laughs> we can wear, next free time pub. we can wear ladies and tangents shirts, we'll wear them every
0: time. I do need to buy. I say okay, new- we, next time, Jess will just be wearing everything. Yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been meaning to buy, I just can't buy clothes right now. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's. Yeah.
1: Welcome to the next like three to four years of your life.
0: I know. Like, and I, for whatever reason, I'm like looking up, oh, Coors, that's not, <laughs> Coors took one of Meredith's shoes and has found his. On a journey. On a journey. Don't chew that. Okay. But, um, yeah, everyone, this is my best friend Meredith, anyway, and she's here. I'm here. She's here to talk to me about a multitude of things. Um, so we're gonna it's actually gonna be like a two-parter but you won't hear the second part until i already have a baby yeah i'm on maternity leave a mystery time yeah so it'll be a little (laughs) throwback course also okay if you want to know the chaos that is in my house right now other than the four animals um my cat queenie is now in heat and her spay is scheduled for next week that's the literally. Noise. I <laughs> scheduled her spay because they told me like, oh yeah, sometime in January, and promptly two days later, she starts howling. I'm like, I've cat. never heard a cat make the noise that she's making. Now I was like, well, it's just a cat, I guess. Just howling to the moon, trying to find a mate. Herschel's like, what do you want? Because he doesn't got anything to give her. And I'm like, you're too young for that. <laughs> you are literally, literally a baby. baby. You're a baby. You're six months old. And as someone who's about to have a baby, you can tell her she's not ready. She is not ready. <laughs> she's not emotionally prepared to be a mom. No, she – and I'm not, okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. But we're a pro-choice household. So, hey, if I ever found out that she snuck out, we would – there would be no kittens. <laughs> she was if that's not, kittens. If they give cats, now. that numb. possible? I know that it's possible for dogs for sure because hmm. it's like
1: – how. But how soon do you know? Can you catch it before there's kittens?
0: I'm probably on the cat queen. Basically, size, yes. from the internet, it's basically like cats are so fertile. If a cat has sex, it's pregnant. Wow. So it's not. I great. honestly
1: can 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 relate. <laughs> you got the fertility
0: gene. <laughs> can relate relate to that. You are Myrtle, fertile Myrtle. Yeah, yeah, Myrtle, fertile, fertile Myrtle. Um, which we're gonna talk more about parenting pregnancy, et cetera, in the next episode. But because I feel like it would be good to kind of establish, like, who Meredith is, where did you come from, how did we become friends? Okay. Because Meredith, we we were kind of doing a synopsis of, like, what we're going to talk about. And it's like she comes from a very unique space in my life and that she actually knew my ex-husband before I did (laughs) and was friends, best friends with him before I was. Mm -hmm. So that will be an interesting throwback. Um, His name's Dave. Never forget. Don't forget.
1: Dave. But to clarify, I didn't know him before I knew you. No. I just knew him before you did. Yes. So
0: Meredith and I met summer of 2008. Wow. At church camp. And church camp is also where Dave later would go to work. Yes. And Meredith worked there a summer before I did because she was emotionally more mature <laughs> and could be on staff <laughs> before her senior year of high school when normally they make you graduate from high school well,
1: what before you work on
0: staff. So you got to work for poverty wages. Before yeah, it, I sure when did. When you <laughs> think about what we would make I want to I wonder what we actually made weekly. Do you remember?
1: Because, uh I know in my last years of working at a summer camp, my last year of working full-time summer, so I would be at like one of the most senior levels of yeah. employment. I was making $300 a week. <laughs> and so when I say that, <laughs> I am I am like running the place. I'm like the on-site manager of
0: Hey, but your your role. your meals were provided. Yeah,
1: and at the time, I will say, <laughs> at the time, it was it was fine because life expenses are low. True, but having any real world knowledge, like how people can't this has this can only be a job for people who don't really need an income because you have to have you can't yes. have any sort of bills you're paying
0: regularly. No, hence why they normally prey upon young. Recent high school graduates. College, college kids, kids. yeah, Because you also have to
1: work for like three months straight. Right. So you can't have another job or any sort of real life anywhere else. Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, Ju- June and July are owned.
0: Owned by. Camp. Camp. <laughs> we'll just call it camp. <laughs> it was camp to us. Oh, my gosh. But you were a camp kid. Yeah, like, I did. Before you went to our camp you yeah i grew up and like specifically church camp there was another camp i went
1: to as a kid but i yeah i love camp i grew up i started going to camp when i was like third grade i think yeah oh as young as my
0: mom could send me yeah
1: it was girl scout camp
0: and church camp do you remember that there was another friend of ours i do in this cabin seven cabin seven it's like being in heaven we made a whole chant about it and yeah we were a trio once and then quickly yeah, it just, duo. like, catches me off
1: guard because I came to camp with the other yes. side of the
0: triad. Triad. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. You carpooled. Yeah. And then here we are. Here we are. So Meredith and I actually grew up, like, this camp was far away from both of us. Yeah. it's far uh, from you.
1: Well, it was. A, it's a denominational church camp, so it was connected to my the church I went to. That's yeah. why I ended up at a camp almost three hours away from where I live. Right. Because the way the state of Ohio is split. Yeah, that's where the camp they send you to was.
0: You grew up in Tiffin, which Tiffin, is Ohio, BFE, yeah. Ohio. Literally, small
1: town. Small. If you're like, oh, I've heard of a college there. It's literally all that's there. Yep. There's the two colleges. There's two colleges: Tiffin there, which University is and strange. Heidelberg. Taxes must be low out there. It's an ed- it's the what they call themselves like the education community.
0: And I grew up in Kent, as many of you know. And it was always funny when Meredith would come to visit because it was like the big city.
1: Oh yeah, and now I go to Kent and I'm like, wait, this place is this place is not that big. You, you have know. to go everywhere else to go to like Target. And stuff. I know because now I live in
0: Canton, which is, is a bigger. It's a pretty decent sized place. Yes, Got everything. Canton was the civilization for camp. So after oh, yeah. every every weekend, staff would like go. Yes. Do you, and there used to be was it is it Don Pablo's?
1: Mm. That was where a lot of weekends went to oh, Don Pablo's and
0: Canton – but so we met when we were fourteen. Sounds right. And then, um, would kind of like some years we'd see each other, some years we would not. During yeah, the school like you, years. like
1: because we're friends now, you like want to look back and think like I'm sure we saw each other multiple times throughout the year. But and like how wow. often did we even really talk?
0: No, and you never used to answer your phone either. No, you were bad about that.
1: And now I'm better at answering phone
0: calls than I am text messages. I know. And it still surprises me to this day. I know. So it was really ingrained that I was like, she does not answer her phone. No. Um, And then eventually we got into our post-high school years, which would have been summer we worked at camp. Yeah. And then you moved closer, right? That Well...
1: Right after high school, I left. Yes. So we would have done camp. But then I I went to Germany and India and then came back. So I was like gone, gone. Probably felt different, though. Yes. So there's a lot of ins and a lot of outs. Yeah. But like in that trip, when I was gone that year, I spent Christmas with Dave's family.
0: Yes, you did. (laughs) Okay. I have like my
1: whole (laughs) own trip to England in my mind.
0: And – Let it be known, it was, like, this very strange phenomenon when Meredith – because Meredith was close with Dave – not only Dave, who worked at the camp, but, like, his whole family. Yeah. I had spent, like, Christmas – and they were so kind
1: to me at Christmas. So it was, like, a very – now where we've ended up now, it's a very, like, unique, interesting You don't feel like defensive of them. It feels no. like its own isolated you know incident. a very
0: different version, yeah, I know a very like different you didn't version come in that. as a girlfriend, and no. I don't
1: think they ever saw you as that. I was never going to be taking him away from anything that was going on. No. if anything, I was just joining in when no.
0: when it could work out, but I will say. It did not – your experience with his family did not prepare me for my experience.
1: No. No, and it didn't prepare me to be, like, a better friend during that time because I'm just, like, confused. I'm like, this was not what I experienced there. No. I would even consider being in that house, like, a warm, cozy memory to me. That is so (laughs) – I'm so happy for you. Wild.
0: I'm so happy for you. I – the thing that I struggle with is, like, I still have such fond feelings and memories associated with the UK as a whole. Yeah. Like, I still very much would like to go back. I'll still eat beans on toast if I want. Amen. Like, oh. I I still – mulled wine will always be the superior al- al- alcoholic beverage. Like, there's – pies, minced- we are missing them. Yeah, we are missing the minced pies. Um, There's a lot that they do right and there's a lot i still love and i would go back i'm sorry that's a healthy pr- way to
1: be looking at right. things is but that it, we should be able to not associate one family or one incident with an entire nation of exactly typically normal
0: and cool people so i'm just so mature basically <laughs> evolved but i what of another so we were asked a couple of questions, and and we will go through these questions. But a very very question that made me laugh out loud, <laughs> that we'll just start things off strong with, oh, okay, was, have you ever had a partner the other didn't like, and if so, did they say anything about it? This is so this is a lot. Like we could talk, we could probably do the whole episode about this because I think, and it probably will be about this because. We're going to talk about adult friendships in this episode. And obviously, as an adult, you're navigating partnerships with different people. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say Meredith's type (laughs) has never been my favorite type of man. It exposes this, (laughs) this question and the whole conversation
1: will expose how different we actually are as people. Yes. Well, like we have like half. Or more of us that is so similar and so alike. Yes. And then there is this other half that you don't always notice, but it has to be so different by all the choices we make.
0: Yes. But <laughs> the question is have Meredith's husband, Nick, and I have struggled for years and years and years, and we're getting somewhere. I think now. It's like a slow it's very slow event. He's a five on the Enneagram, no shade, but they're not my favorites. Yeah. Okay. And, well, we'll like, go on. We'll get into it. We'll but on. the first experience I had, because there were boys in high school that you dated briefly, but never. One, there was literally, like,
1: one. There was probably, like, other interests, but I had one person who was classified as a boyfriend, and he was just dirt. Like, yeah. Probably as a person now, he's fine and interesting, but, like, Mm -hmm. he was, like, the definition of, like, teenage dirtbag.
0: And rolling over, then you started dating who we are going to affectionately call Frank, who (laughs) also so happened to be Dave's best friend, British best friend. (laughs) That's – so both Meredith and I, at the same time, are dating best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Dave is navigating the fact that me and me and Frank don't really like each other. Mm-hmm. And then Meredith starts dating Frank.
1: Yeah. Meredith I mean I, this is hot in my was mind happening. all but I'm like was I thinking like oh, I'll just make this better. We'll just date and then everything will be fine. I
0: know this is a throwback. This is like a 10 year throwback. 9, oh, nine my years. Oh my gosh. 9 years. Because I I did no. get a an update that we were in um but it would have been 9 be started. years ago we were in but it would have started – London for New Year's Eve. Yeah, London for New Year's Eve. <laughs> 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 Which is its own short.
1: is like our own, like, 90s girl movie. <laughs> we
0: are our own chick fil Yes, we were <laughs> our own main characters, and we wanted to be in London on New we Year's did, Eve. We did, but it started – me and Frank, that started
1: that summer before. Remember? Because he was also working at a camp, and he came to Cher's house. Okay. And I was working at a camp, so I also came to Cher's house – on the weekends. as everyone weekend. should, and F- as F- everyone does, highly recommend. If you've not had a weekend at Share's house,
0: <laughs> you should. <laughs> we recommend. It's it. where all good loves come to to blossom.
1: <sighs> yeah. Okay, that's how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it that's all be started. Wow, this weekend is like it must. It, it's a core memory because you and Dave had been together for how long? Then, a year okay okay i couldn't tell i couldn't remember if it was the summer you started or yeah i don't after. I don't
0: remember no, no yes
1: it would have been the summer after because right wouldn't the no it would have been the summer we started so yeah it was like you guys
0: started the beginning of the summer remember because the graduation yes party. okay coming back coming back because yes because then- that was the trip the the new year's eve was the first trip i took mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To you're England. like yeah you're
1: like five months into this relationship
0: yeah but five months in Christian girl time is basically an like, eternity. Why are you pregnant, yeah. married, and pregnant at yeah. this time? True. So ask yourself, ask yourself questions. this question: <laughs> if you are thinking, church if you want to have a good Christian girl fall, yeah, where? <laughs> oh, because we can't have a Christian girl summer. It's no, it's, <laughs> it's filled with church camp and the Lord. Yeah,
1: so you're focused during and a those lot times. Of crying. But no, so uh, – and then at the end of summer, we all are share's house. There's, okay. there's hanging out. There's kitchen dance parties.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's me thinking Frank is a wet damn blanket. But Frank is pretty good looking. Frank <laughs> is very good looking. I will give you <laughs> – Frank is attractive. For all of that, Frank, if you were listening, you are very hot. And I've never <laughs> told you that and I've never been honest with you about that. Because we think you know it. But damn. I know. Damn. Yeah, that that was that was a lot to take in. Um.
1: <laughs> well, let's. So I think this is important. Well, because Rachel says I have a very specific type, and I do. It's personality. Personality-wise, not physically. Well, but the first two guys. Yeah, we'll call or them like, Cody for okay. the high school. We'll call him Cody. and Warped Frank. Tour hotties. Yes, that is the aesthetic. Yes, they're tall. They've got kind of punky vibes. Yeah, they're quiet, a little moody. There, everyone hates to be around yep. them. Meredith is drawn to it because I'm like, oh, I'm the opposite. It's a mystery. Pull, I'm, you're a mystery and I'm going to pull it right out of you. I'm going to be the only one yep.
0: who gets it. And so before we roll into our experience of adult friendship, getting into my relationship with Nick and all of that, I want to bring us back to New Year's Eve 2015, 2015, New Year's Eve.
1: Are you talking about when we were in England? Yes.
0: 2015? Because no. Dave and I got married in 2016. Or it would have been 2014? It would have been 2014. We're bringing it back to New Year's Eve going into 2014. Yeah. I have a beautiful coat that year. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. And I think that is one article of clothing that I have kept despite the fact that it will never fit me again because I was <gasps> post quite the serious eating disorder or in quite the serious eating disorder. But it was a beautiful mm-hmm. coat. A nice mm-hmm. hunter green. It had some sort of like cape situation. Yes. It was we fabulous. both had
1: fancy coats that We'd, night. Yes. I knew that like a nice coat. It just looked cool.
0: Okay. So we both are visiting our boyfriends and staying with their families. Yeah. In the UK.
1: If you just give like the pinpoints of this, it sounds amazing. And then it's you get a, into the details and it's basically Two careful.
0: two two American Ohio gals dating some cute British babies. Mhm. Not baby, adult voice, but um yeah, it sounds great. Mm-hmm. But that's like if you give the version. We are also version. nineteen years old, twenty years old. Nineteen, twenty, yeah, yeah, one of those. We would have just turned twenty. Yeah. Um the boys are a couple years older than us. Yeah. Um so we're just like we're very young. And we decide And we're like caught up in this like –
1: individually, we're caught up with our booze here.
0: Yeah, we're caught up with our booze. You and I are struggling to communicate. I think it's like – it was like our first real like experience of like, okay, we were best friends because we are best friends. Yeah. But then there's like, okay, best friends realistically are going to go through struggles. And I can't remember like why or how, but like I really struggled – with you dating yeah frank (laughs) this is gonna happen Um, i mean what are the i've never never name dropped my ex-husband but his best friend is getting (laughs) just dragged through the mud whatever um but i don't remember further than that like what that was well and it's because most likely i'm like
1: a natural people pleaser. Like I can usually – I know what people want to do and I usually do not care to just do what other people want to do. Mm-hmm. And it was probably our first real instance where we've got two people who opinion opinionated about what they want to do. Like you know what you want to do or what you think we should do and mm-hmm. has his own mm-hmm. agenda, which is to spend
0: the least amount of money possible. This man was so <clears throat> cheap. Like so so cheap in a way that I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah.
1: As a confident woman looking back now, I'm like, I paid, I made no money and I paid to fly my butt across, like over to England for him to spend like absolutely no money on me. Right. I don't like, know that we, have, I think we went out for dinner one time in which he paid. I think all the other times it was like a split situation. Of course it would be.
0: I'm sure he, like you wouldn't even have bought your own like movie ticket. Yeah. And this is the other thing I remember. Remember how you love to see the, the commercials? The, oh, the, the I, previews. And do you know this is a problem in my current my marriage as well? I believe it.
1: I will say my husband will get us there to see the previews. Good. But my husband does not watch previews. He brings his earbuds in and he puts earbuds in and he covers his ears and he closes his eyes. No spoilers. He doesn't,
0: he doesn't like watching No spoilers. Previews to movies? No spoilers. Like trailers? No spoilers. He considers trailers spoilers. One hundred percent, yeah. So he'll just say, "There's a new movie coming out, and that's, that's it. all I need to know. That's
1: all I need to know." He'll want to know sometimes who's. He'll want to know who's in it, and sometimes <laughs> that's enough information. Sometimes it's like, "There's this new movie coming out, and Brad Pitt's in it, and we—he's already sold. He's going to go see it."
0: He's like, I've seen what I needed to see. (laughs) And I want that. Okay, Okay. yeah. So back to – We have Frank. Frank Frank of all people planned this trip to London. And keep in mind, the boys are from the north, Mm -hmm. near Manchester. So it is like a commute to get down. You don't think three hours is a lot. Try to go three hours in the UK. It's ridiculous. Yep. And we took the train Mm -hmm. and we're staying at a hostel – Which is like already I'm like, hmm. He did compromise because I was like, I'm not sleeping in bunk beds on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So we were in like a combo room, like a shared room in a hostel. Think about like the least
1: glamorous hotel room you've ever been in.
0: Yeah. Were the beds even like queen sized? They would have been the the UK doubles, (laughs) which is just like a twin and a half. I feel like I'm remembering it being like there was no room. Okay, so. And we're barely in London. We are barely in London. And we come to find out later, we are not anywhere where we can get back from being in London on New Year's Eve. So you think of me being in London on New Year's Eve, you're watching, I don't know, Big Ben? What, like what? I don't know what it's it is. It's not fireworks. the ball dropped. Yeah. yeah. It's the fireworks, all of that. And instead of like planning, like, you know, booking at a bar, getting yeah. reservations, mm-hmm. like being somewhere to make everything accessible and able. Yeah. Um, instead, Frank says, let's go to my friend's house, who is actually his and Dave's friend, um, a girl who happens to be Dave's ex girlfriend, also. Forgot about that. That is a, a, a key detail. The most. So I'm like, why, why, why do we need to go there? And we are wow. sitting here. And if anything, this was a bonding moment for me and Meredith, because we're in this woman's apartment with strangers and like, we don't know what we're doing there. Yeah. The only like
1: saving grace part of it was that Dave's brother was there.
0: Okay. And his, and his, was well, she well, there too? I felt, I feel like she was. She would have been, we love her.
1: Yeah, so like had this not been on New Year's Eve when we had very clear other expectations, it would have been a fine time. It would have been like having dinner. This woman whose house we're at is very obnoxious. But other than that, it's fine. We wish she could find the coriander,
0: guys. Have you seen the coriander? It's like you're watching. This I can't sh- find the coriander anywhere. It's like, would it be on the couch? If it's not in the fridge, babe, I think we can do without the and coriander. Like all of us
1: are just sitting in the living room, so no, we haven't seen it unless it's somewhere. Have it you shouldn't seen be. the coriander?
0: I'm like, does it normally get up and walk away? What neurose? I was it just was- like, mm, no, I haven't seen the coriander, and I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> And I don't even know what coriander is. Quite frankly, I'm fairly certain that it is cilantro. Yeah, cilantro. So she was
1: looking for like fresh cilantro that she had like misplaced, I guess. But when I tell you, she would go around be like, guys, it was forever, and we're like waiting to go. We're like get the meal on. Let's because we need to like still travel. Keep in mind, this is a free meal. This is a free meal for Frank, and that is, and I kid you not, the point he made. Yes. We, we travel all the way from Ohio to be in London for New Year's Eve, but
0: what Let's we're after is a dinner. free meal. <laughs> yeah. It did, didn't even come with coriander. So it was really a loss. And I will say,
1: we're all, like, we're young, so none of us are making a ton of money. Neither of these children are from parents that don't have money. Let's keep that in mind. Meredith's folks. parents probably have the least amount of money of anybody. Yes. But we were doing I, – I had oh, it yeah. covered.
0: Yes. <laughs> it was yeah. fine. Yes. And – I just think, one, why was I ever fantasizing anything in a city? Yeah. Because as soon as we leave this girl's apartment, which was just like an awkward shit show, and I'm just like not speaking because I want to scream in Frank's face already. Mm -hmm. I mean, the trip is, you know, well, I guess we're at the crux. We're we're at the purpose of the trip. And when I tell you, people are packed in like sardines trying to get to the city center. This is
1: like, like, it's like New Year's Eve in New York, but without the show that's in New York. So there's not like
0: one place I think that people are trying to get to. They're just trying to get everywhere. Yeah, but then we get on the tube, we find our way, mm-hmm. and then we're just funneled. Like literally it's like you, there's nowhere else you can go but where like the police yeah. are telling you you can go. And we're like missing it. And I remember thinking like had I been with a different person – we would have been able to make the best of it and just been like, "Oh yeah, this is quirky." But I wasn't with someone that was really very much able to roll with any punches. Yeah, and he was exhausted, anxious over it, and I'm just like, "Ah." And then we try to get back. What? So a we, we, like, miss we we like missed the fireworks. We like see them like barely. You yeah, can, like see them in the distance. So it was just like, why? Why are we doing this? Yeah, and then you
1: go, and, like, London has a system, and we did not know it. No, we and neither did them. Neither did they. Yeah, no. No. There was no research done on how do you handle New Year's Eve in London.
0: And the obstacle that we were faced with was because Frank wanted to save money on accommodations by staying outside of the city, he did not look up the tube schedule. That closed. That closed for that exit. You could only get so far on the tube. And then public transportation was closed. And then you had to find a taxi. And this yeah. is where I think we split
1: up. Oh, yeah. Because I knew what was going to happen. I knew Frank was he- had no interest
0: in paying for a taxi. Yeah. Which at the time, I think we spent, I think it was like 60 pounds was our taxi. Which at the time was a lot of money. That's like $85 probably, yeah. $90. As an adult. Expected. You don't even think about I would not it. even think. I would just be like, yeah, that's what I get for trying to do anything. Travel on New Year's Eve. Yeah.
1: So do you know like what we did? Oh, I've never asked. It was – it's one of my <laughs> – it's like one of those things where you think about and you immediately like, ooh, ooh. Like, <laughs> it like hurt <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh oh god i can't believe that happened we literally so we got as far as the tube would take us towards where we needed to go and then we stood at a bus station for no less than it had to be no less than two hours
0: so it's because like four in the morning yes
1: and we were de- he's like determined that this bus is going to come this bus is going to come and i'm like this bus is not coming. Remember, it's New Year's Eve. It is freezing outside. This bus, I was like, this bus is not coming. And we have and cute like, coats. We didn't say they were warm coats. They were not warm coats. Meredith is not wearing warm shoes. They're certainly not boots. I'm pretty sure they were like black flats.
0: So we're like waiting
1: and waiting. I think in the end, we had to take a taxi because it was like the bus was not going to come till yes. 6 a.m. But we we waited outside but for but like I think it's two hours. I was like, let's
0: walk. Let's just at this point. But you got to think, we didn't have maps like no. there were. Mm-mm. This is 2014 technology. Nope. I had no. And Frank I didn't, don't even know that Frank I had a wasn't phone. paying for extra data. If there's one thing about Frank. He was not paying for extra data. <sighs>
1: <laughs> he certainly was not. And I, I, like, don't think – I had a smartphone at the time, so maybe I had my phone on me, but it certainly didn't have – I don't even know if I would have had service, like,
0: to send a right. text. Right. Right. So. So um, we ended it up because, obviously, we are in Christian relationships. So at some point, Meredith crawls in bed with me. <laughs> Frank fr- crawls in bed with Dave. And – we all wake up and we probably don't get breakfast. No, no. That was like the one saving grace
1: of the time. We went out and got like a real breakfast. Remember? Okay. We went to like, it was like a pub and we got like the full English breakfast. We it, did. It started and it was to make surprisingly things surprisingly
0: empty. Yeah.
1: That. It was, there was no one in there. Because we, were we the,
0: really weren't in London. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows
1: where we were? Who knows where we were? were but no yeah we had like a great breakfast it was like the only good part of the whole the experience, whole experience. And it like that, started to make things feel okay again like I was like okay maybe the four of us can
0: can get through this oh my lord so that is the start of my experience with you know Meredith dating men that I don't like yeah and if we didn't want to put the nail in the coffin for this guy <sighs> So, Mar and Frank are in a long term relationship, long distance relationship. Yeah, he is in school in England and graduating, and is planning his next year to be in Australia. Okay, or traveling. Yes. it was like, but he was going to. I think he got. It he had, was a big. He had secured thing, his yeah. visa for Australia, mm-hmm. and so Meredith is like, okay, well, I actually have connections in Australia. I'm going to see if I can get an internship in Australia, mm-hmm. which Meredith is Meredith. And so she, of course, did get an internship in Australia Mm -hmm. and is planning to move there for that next, Mm -hmm. you know, fall 2014. Yeah. What is it? um, Two weeks, a month before you're supposed to leave? You get a phone Uh, call at camp? It was – well, first
1: we went to visit because he was was working at a camp in D.C. at the time. So me and my sister Claire and Mm -hmm. her then – Boyfriend, fiance, hard to remember. Yeah, wherever that was. Um, We all went to visit and we had this like very odd, dramatic few days, which were like fine. And then at the end, he like basically broke up with me, but was like, I think
0: we just need to take some space. It's like, how could we get any more
1: space? Yeah, I was like, there's I'm,
0: I can't possibly be too clingy we because we're so far away. And we literally work at camp with no cell service. Yeah, like we talk maybe once a week.
1: Yeah, and then – and then so it was like I was just like left dangling for a couple weeks and then, yeah, I got the call at camp. I, or I, I would I got be shocked if call. it was a phone call. I'm certain it was I'll a Facebook message. I'll never forget my phone call.
0: There are not times in mine and Meredith's relationship where I've ever felt like you've wanted me or needed me. There are many times where you're like I am so emotionally mm-hmm. sad. sad that yeah. I need comfort from a friend because mm-hmm. you are an independent – Toxically independent. Yeah, it's bad. We can get into that. But (laughs) I get a call – Meredith is just sobbing. Because, like, I don't think I fully knew the extent of, like, the pre-breakup.
1: Yeah, like, things weren't great for a while. I would say – I mean, from the story, you can assume that Frank never treated me amazing. No. Never felt like the apple of his eye, we could say. (laughs) (laughs) Never never
0: was a prized person in his – No. But – you still move to Australia for – I mean, it wasn't six months? Yeah, it
1: was supposed to be a
0: year. But you're like, cut this. I cut completely. it short.
1: To, I will say, Australia, one of the most formative trips of my life. Glad I did it. Glad I did it without Frank. Yeah. Going into it, I was not pumped. Australia was not a place I had ever wanted to go. I was like, it just seems like a different United States. Don't really <laughs> care to visit. I'd rather visit somewhere more exotic. I'd rather do
0: literally anything else. But if we can be together and be there, I will go there. Yes. So. And so, as you can imagine, this experience of Frank breaking my best friend's heart was not very good for yeah my re- relationship because he's still best friends with Dave. Still best just, friends with Dave. Getting ready to be yeah. engaged to Dave. Yes. Yes, I'm getting ready to be engaged, and let's just say that I mean. My relationship with Frank got numb, like very smallly like, better, just like by a skosh. Towards like the end,
1: <laughs> towards the end, <laughs> <laughs> the worst things got with Dave, the better things got hey. with
0: Frank. Hey, <laughs> don't say it and fantasize about it, because as we as we say, he was very hot. Yeah, which I would never have said as a good Christian woman. That I could have lusted after a man. It was lust. It was pure
1: lust. Oh, my God. What else about him could have drawn me to him? Not his personality. What? I I don't even know I would say that he's funny. I don't know that that's – like, Nick is funny. Yeah. Frank, not funny. I don't know. I
0: don't remember laughing a lot. No. But after that, (laughs) I don't know if my mics are picking up my cats howling. (laughs) It was like a... It's like a wall with Queenie, a phone. <laughs> come here, baby. She's, I mean, when I tell you at, at night, she's like training us for this newborn. She's like... And <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. to relax.
1: puppies are being little angels. I know, they're so cute.
0: I hope the mics <laughs> are picking this up because it's absolutely crazy. Okay, so segueing into, like, that stage of our lives... And then fast-forwarding a bit to you finally meet Nick. Yeah. You are working together at Starbucks. hmm And let's keep in mind, this story started off similarly because you and Nick worked together for how long before you ever even went on a date? Because you were kind of like, oh, this guy's kind of a jerk. Oh, well, I was I probably like
1: six or seven months. Yeah. And it was – but it was – he was kind of a jerk, but I was immediately, like, infatuated with him. It was the same thing of, like, what is this guy? He's quiet. He's funny. But he is clearly people don't – we have not fully unlocked Nick, and I would no. love to.
0: You love that. You love, love unlocking, and I hate it. Love I'm to like, unlock the next level. Yeah, and that's, that is pretty much the crux of why me and Nick have struggled for as long as we have is because – I refuse to pick the lock because I'm like, you are my best friend's husband, right? I don't think I need to prove the the. Yeah. But but he came. I in will though. say one thing about one thing about Nick is when he has a friend, he has a friend for life, mm-hmm. which is kind of similar to me, also. Yes, but it just goes about it in a different way, yes. like. And a lot of the times when I was like trying to get my head around okay like Meredith and Nick are going to be together and they're getting married was like there are these redeeming qualities. He's got a great friend group, great support system. Like his mom is nice. Like I'm I'm picking at any of these things cuz I'm like <laughs> I I truly it's like I don't have to love him for for me to acknowledge that he is good for you. Yeah. Um there have been times for sure where I'm like is he good for you? Yeah, it's fair. But that also came with um, you getting pregnant very quickly. Yeah. Well, everything with us
1: was very quick. And I think the quickness could have been better had we not gotten pregnant quickly. Right. Because I think we would have – I think that was that whole year between basically when Nick and I got together or got engaged, which is like all the – it's – anyway, that – but also, you were not at a great spot either. No. So this – Nick did not meet Rachel I post-divorce lived, Yeah. Mar- or married to Josh. Right. Nick initially met Rachel at the end of her marriage to Dave. Yes. Which was not the best Rachel
0: Yes. Right. So, like, when Nick and you started dating, I lived in England – or in Oregon. Yeah. And so – I think I had the expectation of like, oh, I'm coming to visit. I'm meeting your boyfriend. This is going to be like a quick. A quick like he will understand. (laughs) He will understand this is like a pressure cooker moment. We need to make a lot happen in this one time. But there's nothing that annoys me more when I'm like sitting down with someone and I'm asking them a question and they give like very like one word answers and they don't ask questions back. And that's very kind of typical of fives. On the Enneagram because they're kind of like reading you and they want to they want to know more about you. They would the- rather be the observer. Yes. For their first interaction. Than like an instigator or like yeah. a... Well, here's
1: on five years of marriage is now, if we could redo that, the whole drive to wherever we were going for this to happen would be Meredith's pep talk of, this is a very important moment for me. <laughs> you need to not only... Like be a human, not a robot. Yeah. But you need to intentionally invest in this relationship. I need you asking questions. I need you fully engaged. I want your I want your quips. I want your quick humor. Your need. Like I I would literally, I would that is not an exaggeration of how I set us up for social interactions these days. Yeah. Like like before your wedding, I said, Jess and Joe are people I really like to be around i think they're people you would like to yes default to talking to joe and put your efforts there yes i was like josh isn't going to be available at this time so right. if you don't know what to do with yourself this is a worthwhile investment right so there
0: you go jess joe and i think the unique thing with meredith in general is like you are always the most qualified person in the room okay <laughs> Well, and you don't, or not. You don't want to necessarily be married to someone who, like, combats that. You want someone that defaults to it. Yep. And I think, like, when we're thinking back of, like, a lot of our friendship was spent deeply in conservative church culture. And, like, Meredith, I don't know, like, there are times when I make myself go, Oh, here you go. <laughs> When I think about conversations that you and I used to have about like, if we knew a girl that was like going to school to be a pastor and we were like, should, how, she, be how, how sh- should she be doing that? How is she going to get a husband? <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing. We were like, because, <sighs> you know, women really shouldn't be leading. And I feel like it would be very – and you-, you always come and be like, I just don't know if it's going to be good for their heart.
1: Good Lord. Oh, and I will tell you, not even to, like, toot my own horn, but no one was more designed
0: to, like, lead in a situation then, than me. No, and women, I think, in and Women
1: in general, please, think of every situation recently led by a man.
0: Yeah, let's not. <laughs> the entire government. Maybe not. So I'm just like, what a thought for us to have. What a thought for us to have – And because, I mean, because the church is run by men and we learn to trust men in that kind of capacity, I think even though you and I have always been in a different place with our faiths, I think, not necessarily completely different, but, like, with how our faith was impacting our relationships and our lives. Yes. Where, like, I, for the longest time, because I thought to save my marriage, I had to, like, completely fold in. Yeah. On all of those things. Submit to everything. Submit to everything and want Dave to lead me. Mm-hmm. And that was never anything he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I could see you entering a marriage that was like that. because, And at the time when you were entering a marriage with Nick, I was still pretty deeply involved in church. Mm-hmm. Still wanting that like led wife life, you know led by your husband's life. And I could see him like, you're not entering into that. So like, how could that be good for you? How could this be what you want? And just like my struggle with like accepting that like you were going to have a – probably not – you didn't have a similar marriage to mine, but like that dynamic of like you're not going to have a man that like you lead – that leads you and you trust and, you know, that you trust the Lord's guidance. Yeah. It's
1: true. And Nick would happily say. Hell he, no. She's sure not. She's <laughs> she sure, sure not.
0: Sure shit not getting that. She can <laughs> <laughs> – her and the Lord are going to talk to each other. Yeah. I'm gonna just going to get the message on the back yeah, end. And I'll go with it. Yeah. And so I think like I had that internal like bias going into it. Yeah. Um, And then we hit the moment where I think our relationship really shifted, which was – and I've talked about this before – I left my marriage in April 2019. In July 2018, I had my first, like, I went to my mom's. Yes. It was the first time I separated myself from yeah. Dave in the, like, I need space. Mm-hmm. Like, I snapped. Um, the, the specific instance that caused me to snap was um, he came up to me, and I was just, like, working on my laptop was in living the living room. And he said, Rach, do you know how – many hours of my day, <laughs> I spend closing cupboards.
1: And Dave truly could spend hours closing cupboards. It might he's take like, everyone else like, 30 seconds. Like you just leave them.
0: you just leave them like an inch <laughs> open. And can you work – and I just was like, are we talking about fucking cupboards? Are talking about drawers right
1: really? now? Our marriage has been a dumpster fire since the very beginning and we're going to talk we're gonna, about to, And cupboards. you're
0: going to talk about cupboards with me? And I didn't say a word. I was just like – just being scolded by my dad, basically. That's how I felt. And I just said, I think I was silent for approximately eight hours at our house. And then I was silent for a continual, like, two more days at my mom's house. I drove to my mom's house. I remember this,
1: obviously. Vividly. Because
0: no one could get through to me, so they call back up. They call Meredith. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting in my one of my childhood bedrooms. I moved a lot in my house, but... And we're sitting up, and I'm like, I think my marriage is over. And you're like, I- I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, you are? I don't think I gave any sort of like – I think it was just crying. Because also – and this is an interesting story. Meredith's um, pregnancy was on an IUD.
1: Yeah. It was all like – so get them all, checked. Yeah, get them checked. If your doctor is we won't blame all males. But maybe just take a little extra notice if your doctor is a male. Yeah. And if they're telling you you don't need to know about your IUD, like you don't need to know where the sh- how the strings should feel or where they're at, it's not true. You should be able. You should know what's in your body and how it should feel mm-hmm. and where your strings are. Um because had I known how to check it, I might have known that it was falling out
0: and this is also accompanied by a near-death experience for you because your iud was tilted and your body was like building up fluid yeah so you were in debilitating pain Mm -hmm. and they thought that it was an ectopic pregnancy actually which is that because that's what's common with iuds
1: yeah so nick and i had gone in we'd been celebrating our one-year anniversary woke up the next morning I thought just like terribly constipated, like just bad stomach pain. Couldn't get rid of it. 24 hours, caught off where it couldn't get rid of it. Went into the doctor and uh, literally the doctor looked at me and was like, whoops. <laughs> I was pregnant. And you're like, what? And so it was like in, the, in like less than three hours, I like find out I'm pregnant and am being put into emergency surgery to like get what you did yes. have done. Like Which is very, they had, told me I was gonna lose a tube and an ovary and that they couldn't guarantee that I'd be able to have kids in the future. Oh Jesus.
0: But they were wrong because you just had a mass. I had it so they so you they determined this. So they, they did it was like a P
1: test to find out I was pregnant. Then it was at the hospital, I got an ultrasound and they saw a mass in my fallopian tube or my ovary. I honestly don't remember. And so that put them into surgery. They're like, okay, she's pregnant, and it's not in the right spot. They, like, put me under, blew up my stomach. But when the doctor got in there, it turns out that the mass they saw was a cyst, which was, like, not a problem. Then there was the fluid from the IUD being messed up. And then there was the pregnancy, but it was so small. I was, yes. like, two weeks maybe pregnant. Yeah, like, so you a, can't, a, like very see freshly... Im- it, yeah. Implanted. It, it wouldn't. I don't know that that shows up on an ultrasound. No, you like, can't see it.
0: So I mean, it's enough for you to test positive for pregnancy, I guess. Yeah, but they told you after this that okay, actually, was an ectopic, but you should expect to have a miscarriage because you right. just had so much trauma. Like so much happened yeah. to your uterus. So we like didn't know what
1: to do or how to like. Tell people like it didn't feel yeah. like a pregnancy to celebrate at the time. Yeah, and you weren't miscarrying yet, and I'm recovering from surgery still. Yeah, so I'm like giving Rachel vague details on like yeah. this happened. I had this surgery.
0: I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I and flew up, then- build up in my in my <laughs> cervix or some, uterus. I'm like, what the hell? <coughs> and I'm just another. Just count me out, for I- <laughs> My cat, Queenie. Lordy, no, oh, she's going downstairs. Okay, that's where she likes to do her howling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, and so, me being shocked that you were pregnant on an IUD was one thing, and then just me being like, You are going into a completely different stage of life that I honestly probably could not be farther from. Yeah. And then,
1: you and know. And it was – and also, like, mourning the fact that we were about to be – we we could have – we were – there was a brief moment in time where we were going to be in the same life stage again. Yes. And newlyweds. Then, newlyweds. It was that, yeah. yes. And then that was changing, which I never felt any – ne- that needed to go.
0: Yeah. Your marriage
1: needed to go. So that was never like – I wasn't like, oh, how dare you mess yeah. that up. But it wasn't the same as I felt about when my sister got divorced. That was harder. Yes. But the – yeah, the – and I did – I felt guilty for being pregnant because I knew that. I was aware of, like, this sucks. Yeah. For that reason. Right. I'm not going to not have the
0: baby. Right. For that reason. Exa- yeah. <laughs> can't you would have never expected that. I'm not going to have an abortion for, for Rachel's <laughs> emotional well-being. Okay? Maybe not. Um,
1: well, because then with Dave, there were times when you imagine yourself never having kids.
0: Well, and that was the following, like, okay – if I'm gonna stay married, I made this shit decision. I really was like I was like, you made your choice. You made your choice and you stick with it.
1: Well, that'll be the eight for you. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. I'm like it's you a streak of so stubbornness.
0: We basically try to redefine our lives, like him and I, to like, you know, make it work. Like yeah, okay, you're we live just won't, separate. Yeah, yeah but we together. just won't have kids. We won't celebrate holidays together. Like I won't see his family again. Like we'll have separate friends. Yeah, we'll have separate friends and we'll just be married. <laughs> And when I tell you, we convinced ourselves that this was, like, a good plan. And, guys, she, they did because she would she would talk about it like it was a good plan. And you – the people ple- – like, I feel like I've never, like, seen you as a people pleaser towards me. But that was just because, like, you weren't always being honest with me. Yeah. And I think it, I didn't realize that you struggled being honest with me until, like – Last year. Last year. Yeah, I know.
1: But <laughs> – and, but that's true. That's just like – that's on growth for Meredith is just in general being more honest with – because it, I think to me it never felt like I wasn't being honest. It was mm-hmm. like I'm making this situation work. Like it wasn't until I became older and I'm like, no, I have wisdom. I know things. I can observe things. I actually yes. know people very well. Yes. I could probably let Rachel know like, hey, this silence seem like a great idea. Right. I see red flags. I see you're not happy. Right. Like all those things. But that was not like something that was on my mind at the time of like, it's my place to say something.
0: Yeah. Which I think is a weird space that your friendship has always been in a different category. And let me tell you, I spent a lot of time in therapy talking about our friendship. And my therapist was like, but are you in love with her? (laughs) Because she's like, this is just so weird for you. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, I can be honest with Jess Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Jerry falls more under your category where it's like I'm going to read the room because I think there's just like certain personality types and I mean you and Jerry are both threes. Jerry says she's a 2 but she's a 3. Threes have a 2 And yeah. a, like yeah. we're
1: probably probably you, the same three yeah. wing 2s and we can't help yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Um where it's like you're qualified, you're capable. Do you want my opinion or advice or not? Mm. But I I think our friendship has always until recently we've accepted like okay unless we're honest with each other and unless we say what we we what we mean like we're not going to grow anymore like yes. we can't stay in this like just trying to like appease each other
1: well it's i think it's
0: knowing each, it's meeting each other as 14
1: year olds and almost being stuck as 14 year olds of like oh you forget that life inevitably changes you mm-hmm. and your thoughts and your opinions and like who you are and it's like it's scared to be like Oh, I don't know if you know that I've changed in that or that Mm -hmm. I've grown out of that or that I – or we're maybe going different ways, but it doesn't mean we can't be friends or we can't talk about things.
0: And did you find it, like, hard, you know, like, when I was, like, leaving my marriage? Because obviously, like, you and Dave had your own relationship, like, your own history, your own friendship. Because I know that's something, like, he struggled with you and Madison was that, like, you guys had your own individual relationships with him. I, yeah, it was
1: a struggle because we, – and we've talked about this. You weren't telling this, him what he wanted to hear. I wasn't telling him what he wanted to hear. Like, I was not going to tell him, like, I think she'll get over this and things are going to be fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also, the Dave I knew and had become very close friends with was not the same at the end of your marriage. Right. Like, you've, you've heard Rachel talk about Dave before. So the Dave I knew was, like, I would describe him as goofy – and spontaneous and like go with the flow Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like just so silly and we like did like not crazy things but like funny things together at camp and stuff like that and then at the end of their marriage it was opposite like type a yeah obsessive yes miserable yeah like it almost feels like he went through menopause (laughs)
0: during your marriage like this
1: personality completely shifted in a way that he couldn't change back or change right
0: and that was like my point when i would bring to him is like you know we are not good for each other like we have both changed in Mm -hmm. ways that like the people that love us the most do not like yeah and i think when the people that you have good relationships with before you enter a relationship, if that relationship, if it is truly a healthy relationship that was built on, like, trust, respect, like, you know, unconditional love, if those people are looking at you in this new relationship and are like, I don't like what I'm seeing, Mm -hmm. that's when you should take a peek and see, like, is this toxic? (laughs) And most of the time, like, yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was the thing with Nick that was different is, like, because I I remember being on the phone with your sister when Nick proposed. And I was there when Nick proposed. I photographed it. Yeah. And, you know, coming back and we would say, like, should we tell her? Claire and I are both dates on the Enneagram. So we had the same struggles with Nick
1: mm-hmm. of
0: just, like, not connecting well. And in the end, I was, like, he loves her. And I know he loves her. And... I'm not concerned about her ability to like – I don't think she she's a worse person with him. Yeah. I just could, had concerns but like about – like maybe
1: is he going to make me be the best person I can be?
0: He has. and But it's taken so, yeah. years yeah, for you guys to get to that point. Yeah. And of growth also. Yeah. And I mean
1: that goes – well, I think the years of growth goes back to the – Pregnancy thing. Yes, I mean Nick would still say. I mean he could do a whole episode on his own about yeah. how much that rocked his world. Yeah, of, like he we we weren't ready for a baby, and we so we started date. We dated for a year barely, and then we got engaged, and then we got married four months later. So it was a quick timeline, and we were young. We yeah. were twenty four, I think, when we yeah. got married, and so. We expected to have like five plus years, yeah. to grow up. You had a you had a five year IUD, a five year IUD. <laughs> we're not having kids. I just want to get married so we can like live together yeah. and just be married together because we're Christian. We're, <laughs> we're, we're we're Christian. We're gonna have a Christian fall. Yeah, Christian girl fall. Christian, Christian girl marriage. Oh yeah. So that, that was it. I was like, we want to we want to do we want to do life together. So let's get married and do it. And then, mm-hmm. Miles. Made his debut and and in, in a real
0: way for Pisces. I don't. My like, goodness, I hear it all the time that like your baby in utero or like their story, like their birth story, mm-hmm. and like it's theirs and it's it's true to who they are. And like, do you feel that for like both of your kids? Like yes. that like your pregnancies with them and like your experience of like even their like conception and all of that is like.
1: True. True to who they are. Yeah. Yes. Miles was an emotional roller coaster, and he still is to <laughs> this day. <laughs> like literally, his conception was so dramatic, and then ber- I will say after that, pregnancy very normal, very easy, birth very typical for a firstborn. Like we'll get into it next step. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into the next step. But that was very normal. Um. But. Oh, uh, the after I, I was pretty mentally prepared for stuff like baby blues because my mom talked about it a lot. She had like a really hard time with me. I was a pretty colicky baby, mm-hmm. or I was just a baby in the nineties, and so they love that word colic, yeah, and um. And then, so, like, Nick and I just both went into a pretty dark place after Miles was born. And I don't think either of us understood it until now. Literally, do we fully understand it? Like, now, five years later, feeling like we've taken our first, like, relaxing, deep breaths into just, like, life together.
0: And I think, like, your entering into parenthood affecting our friendship is something that, like – it's, like, it's hard for me not to, like, be annoyed with who I was because it's, like, a huge part of me, like, owes you an apology because I just like, wasn't there and I didn't know how to be there. And I didn't know how to, like – because I knew you were struggling, but you also never say you're struggling. I know. You would go. – you'll be in the grave before you admit that you're struggling. Uh-huh. And I remember feeling, like, there have been waves of, like, relief I've had in our friendship, and one of them was – um, When you're talking about when you stop breastfeeding and you're like, I didn't know that I was struggling until I stopped breastfeeding. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. We can admit you were struggling? Yeah. But I would just, love to admit that. <laughs> yeah. I would love to talk about that because – but it's like – it's almost like – You don't want to like – You have to have dealt with the feeling and de- done the hard thing in order to talk about the hard thing. Yeah. And I feel like for friendship, that's really difficult, especially for me where it's like, let's just always talk about hard things – and let's be open about it because it's, yeah. like, I don't want to, like, come down your throat with, like, hey, are you struggling with postpartum depression? Hey, your baby's kind of whiny and crying a lot and you're not sleeping and, you yeah. know, and you're handling it all on your own.
1: And, yeah, and like you've said, I'm the most qualified person in the room. So thinking that I was going to – and I I am a good mom, but thinking that I was going to waltz into motherhood and, like, I knew it was going to be like messy and hard, but hard does not ever scare me. Right. But I was not prepared for the uncontrollable like emotions, the emotional hard that it was. Yeah. And I just like, it was like one of those things of like, I think I just felt like you kind of like stick your head down, like you just like get through it. Yeah. It was like an innocent, it was an innocent not asking for help situation. Yeah. It was not like, I really want to ask for help, but I'm not allowed to. Or something like that. It yeah. was, that was not a conscious feeling But I, I also had.
0: don't feel like you have that thought. Like, I don't think naturally you're like, oh, I need help. No. Or I want not, help. Yeah, I'm better now.
1: Yeah. I asked you for help the other day. Yeah, I know. She babysat my kids. They're so good.
0: <laughs> they're so annoyingly good. It's <laughs> like, I need help. And I was like, you know who would love to help me? Rachel would love to help yeah. me. <laughs> and it was a logistical task. It was babysitting. <laughs> it wasn't like, help, I'm crying, I need Um,
1: baby.
0: This is... Meredith gets eight free weeks of
1: counseling a year from work. And I'm already planning to use them to talk about
0: toxic independence. (laughs) Yes. Because that is something like, you know, that has impacted all of your relationships. And some of the relationships in your life, I'm sure, find a lot of peace in you being independent, which is why you are the way you are. Yeah. Like. yes, But some of them are like, especially as. I kind of put you – because, like, you were on a complete pedestal for me, especially, like, spiritually and, you know, Mm -hmm. when we were in that. And, like, bringing you off of that, which, like, you know, saved our friendship. But it was, like, rebuilding, like, okay. Figuring out how – She's not on a pedestal anymore. How can we be, like, just here? (laughs) Yes. How can we just exist together as friends and build a friendship that's not built on, like – spiritual guidance or you know yeah and just like regular life
1: regular life yeah and because that, that is like adult friend like i think that happens really easily when you're young and you like make friendships and like someone's on a pedestal or someone is this and this but as adults i don't you don't do that very no, much because you, you just know that people are crap everyone sucks yeah. at most things or at least some
0: things yeah i don't believe you suck at most things but um, i do. <laughs> it's still the pedestal still <laughs> exists it's more like a little step stool a little soapbox okay but it is this, like, us building our friendship. I was, like, so, like, a year ago, you came over. And yeah, my house smelled so bad, like, stained It was your floors. brand new house. My brand new house. We sat in this corner over here. Yeah, we sat in this corner, ate some snacks, and just cried. Because. It's yes, hard. It, because it was hard. And it was this, like, finally saying what needed to be said, which is, like, you know, we'd make comments about, like. Like, I really struggle with Nick or I really struggle with this. Yeah, And, you know, but it was like, you never said, this is hurting me. Yeah.
1: Because we're both, yeah. I never, yeah, I could never be like, well, it's really hard because I don't want to talk about, I can't talk about marriage very much because you already don't like Nick. So I can't talk about any problems I'm having with Nick because that's the last thing you you need (laughs) is like ammo towards (laughs) not liking him. Right. Which is – that's something that my my sister and I talk about a lot is that, like, we have to be able to talk about things and not let it – not assume that it's going to cloud other people's judgments. Yes. Like, I can – we can talk about our partners in a way that we need to Yeah, without me – I like, you could say whatever you want about Josh and it's not going to change my mind that I think he's right for you. Right. He's a human being.
0: Right. Exactly. And and that is how I see Nick as well. Yeah. Like, and I think, like – He might not act like one all the time, but he he is a human being. Like, I don't know. I'm, like, I think Nick and I just need to go on, like, a cruise or something where we can just be in the – same and just, like, have some weird bonding experiences. Like, do a high ropes course. I don't know what him and I need to do. Or, like, the
1: four of us need, like, a cabin for, like, four days. With not a lot of options. When
0: I tell you, Meredith, I've, like, just made lists about, okay, these are all the things about Nick that I like. And I'm like, (laughs) but why can't I connect with the man? He doesn't make it easy. No. But... Because he's, he's not making it actively hard anymore. A- anymore.
1: Yeah. But like, he's a five. So, like, what he sees is like, everything is truth. Everything is like a fact of like, this is how it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Nick meets you at the end of your relationship, but you're still more conservative Christian than mm-hmm. he's ever been. Cause he's just not like, he was, well, I think he was there at the start. He was at our wedding. Gosh. Yes. He was. Yeah. With Frank. With
0: Frank, never forget.
1: Let's just a quick, just, I'm just going to say it as it was. Meredith got the job of driving Frank home after the rehearsal. Meredith had that job. Why? There was one other person, and then they left us. Oh, they left good. the group. You know, it was good. I'm sure it was healthy. Because mm-hmm, I'm sure Frank being Frank, we had some quality conversation. Yeah, riveting. Anyways. Um, yeah, he was. At, yeah, he was there for the – so he's there for the whole ride of the wedding, which does not – One of Nick's best attributes is that he is looking out for the best for me. All He wants me to be as selfish as he is. Yes. Or as he thinks other people in my life are. Yes. So if he feels like something is draining me more than it should be, he wants it to go away. Right. <laughs> So, I think he and he takes any amount of emotional duress as like, this is too much. Yes. So, if it's like, oh, Rachel called today, she has a TV in her back seat and she's really upset, like things are not going well. <laughs> He's like, this is not good for you. Like, you're carrying this around. I'm like, well, that's just friendship. That's on like a girl friendship where we actually yeah. know things about each other. Right. Yeah.
0: Hi, Queenie. Come here. Here, do you want to tell the story? Do you want to tell the pod all about it. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Queenie, do you have anything to say? Anything Make the to noise for the mic, please. Anything to say for the pod? Do you just need love? Did you guys know when cats are in heat they don't bleed? Well, thank God for that. I know. Can you imagine
1: putting a diaper on a cat. They just scream. I would pick screaming over bleeding. I think. <sighs> Crazy. I do remember Willow being in heat.
0: Never forget. <laughs> my mom's dog. I've. My um. they make me tell that story every so often when new guests come to the house. It's my mom's favorite story. Is Willow in diapers? Yep. Yeah. Um. Or- Willow in diapers. No, but when I had to take Willow to go to the bathroom, and we mm. were like oh, oh, approached by male dogs. Oh. Yeah. And I'm screaming. I'm screaming like, get away! my <laughs> <laughs> And I think every, you know, the thought is, okay, if I'm ever out and Will has to go to the bathroom and a dog comes up to us, I'm just going to pick her up. No, she limp noodled. She went she, down yeah, to she the did. ground. She said, I, I will accept what is happening. I will me. submit. And I was like, this bitch. <laughs> but luckily their owners came back and we were not attacked. But, oh, oh my gosh. Um. So Wait. long story short, I would say Meredith and I had a good, solid five years of struggle. Yeah. Of ups and downs and, like, knowing that we're best friends and not really, like. Not, like, questioning that. But just knowing that we were really having a tough time. And it was, like, a frustration of, like, I don't know
1: what is wrong. Like, it was hard to pinpoint what was wrong. Mm -hmm. Or more than that, how to, like, change it. So I was like, what's wrong? Okay, she doesn't like Nick. Well, that's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, what's wrong? Can't fix or, that.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, it's wrong. She like I'm having a baby, and she's not. Okay, well, can't fix that. This right. is like, how do we? And I mean, there were there are obviously you look back and you know, like, if I could have like shared what I was going through more, that would have helped, or like if we could have just talked about it more, that would have helped. But in the moment it was like, maybe just time.
0: Yeah. Well, it just I think it got to a point where it was like either we're not going to be friends. And like, this isn't anything, or like, we have to make a change. Yeah. It's like, it's either we establish honesty in our fr- friendship, which, like, mm-hmm. I don't think we thought was lacking, but it clearly, like, we were not always being honest with each other, which are with our situations and mm-hmm. obviously protecting, you know, spouses and protecting those things. But definitely, like, you know, a year ago, being able to hear like motherhood was hard for you. Yeah. In a way that I'm like, I had no idea.
1: Yeah. And I was carrying around, like, a lot of guilt for other things. Because I think motherhood was so hard that I knew – I was aware that I had, like, dropped the ball. In my mind, I had dropped the ball in other parts of my life. But I felt guilty over that. Mm -hmm. And I think – I don't think it was, like, a conscious thought of, like, Rachel won't understand because she doesn't have a kid. But I think that was probably, like, the filter of, like, oh, I can't say, like – I just can't be a good friend right now. Right. It sounds like, not selfish, but it just sounds like pathetic is what it felt like.
0: But I think it was also hard for me because it was like, you're not, like, you're, who are you talking to about any of it? Yeah. Nobody. Well, it's usually you know? true. Yeah. like, that, like, it's the silent struggling that I'm like, can we talk about that now? <laughs> that, like, this is not, like, an admirable trait anymore. Oh. It's like, let's... Let's try to be more vulnerable, maybe. Let's try to be more in tune with our emotions. (laughs) Because I never would have thought that you weren't. But I think it's because of like the way that you lead with like empathy and sympathy and like genuine care for other people that like it took me a while to realize that like you don't have those same like you're not in tune in that same way with yourself. Oh, I'm absolutely not. No, no, no,
1: no, no. We're enough. better now. I can identify emotions better.
0: Yeah, but That's probably
1: miles. That's on. Warner. That's on childhood trauma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like raising kids. And yeah, yeah. I just grew up in a space where there wasn't a lot of room for my emotions. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's more room for them now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just, I'm just to say, they, they can take up the them. whole room yeah, if they need to. But yeah,
1: so we're well, gonna. I know it's just funny because you said earlier, like, um, what, oh, you said you thought like that you maybe you wanted to like apologize, so like be there for me and blah blah. blah. But in classic Meredith thing, I felt such a sense of relief when you were pregnant because I was like, now I can help her <laughs> the way that I wish. Someone would have been able to help me. Right. Because I'm like, I can help her and she's not going to have to ask or say what she needs. Because that's all I ever want right. is for someone to be able to read my mind.
0: Yes. But it
1: is. But it's my mind and yeah. people can't read minds.
0: And you are also the most qualified person in the room. So like any advice, like with breastfeeding, it was like, I'm going to sleep on the recliner and I'm going to be downstairs. So it doesn't bother Nick. And so I could just breastfeed. And so like you, you form systems systematically that you are the only one needing to be relied on mm-hmm. until you can feel like, you know, you can like hand over responsibility. Yeah. Someone has to like prove themselves. Yes. <laughs> but like, you know, instead of being like, Oh, you like pumping and you know giving bottles so it's like no and then you just went well I'm just like okay
1: yeah well then but that was hard at the beginning too with miles and I think because sometimes I'm like I'm a I want to think I'm an external processor but I'm absolutely not I'm an internal processor and so I like struggle to talk things out before I present things as like fully formed Mm mm-hmm and like breastfeeding was one of those things. And like I went to experts, like I went to like a lactation consultant. And like I got I sought help with miles. But then in the end I was like, there's just no way around this. Yeah. Cause I I mean, that's more details. But like even with pumping, it was like an ounce. So I was like, well, what good is this gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would give my old self different advice. Yeah. But still. I know. I'm a hard person to But we love you. But I try – yeah, I, like, in my mind, I do not think that I know everything. (laughs) Right. I think I just present myself. It's like a vulnerability thing.
0: Yeah. 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 And so we're going to record another episode right after this that you won't hear for another four or five weeks. But – we will have it to look forward to everyone. Yeah. And we're gonna on get the edge of your seat. We're get into more like parenting, pregnancy, all of that kind of fun stuff. But yeah, this is uh for Better and Worth Podcast with uh Rach and Meredith. And we're out. <laughs>